it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast hi um hello um hello welcome to our podcast um hello our jersey shore episode by episode recap and today we're doing season one episode one that's right i am cookie and this is g wow and together we're (laughs) Cookie and G-Wow. Amazing. Couldn't have worked it out better if we had planned it. I had such a big brain moment when I thought of that. I was like, what should we call ourselves? Our regular names are like, they have nicknames on the show, so we should have nicknames. (laughs) Do you think that they got told you have to have a name and then a nickname because they all kind of had one? It seemed forced. I would think the same thing, but some of them randomly don't. Like just G-Wow, Snooky, Ron. Like, why does some of them just have regular names? I mean, Ronnie, I don't know. Mm. Although you might be right, though, because Snooki later has recently said, like, she said it as a joke. She didn't really mean for it to be her name, but it took off or something. I don't know if I'm with totally... a name like Snooki. What could you possibly have expected? It's iconic. Icon She's behavior. Honestly, I'm so excited to get into this. But I want to, like, go kind of through our first impressions of them all, and mm-hmm. then what happened in the episode. How do you feel about that? I agree. And I have the order that they were introduced on the show, so we should do it in chronological order. Amazing. Did you feel like they looked like babies compared to today? Some of them did. Polly D in particular <laughs> looked exactly the same. Unaged, unageable. Down to the hair, down his face, like, he has the same amount of wrinkles. He's the exact same person. Is it plastic surgery or is that just like good genes? I would say my assumption is probably injectables, but I don't know about like if you went under the knife. I will do some research. Yes, perfect. And bring it back on who has had what work done. Maybe we'll do that as a bonus. I know some of the girls have had work done because <laughs> my favorite Snooky, God bless her, looks like a... <laughs> a little bit like a different person so does angelina when she was on the screen i was like girl that's you i would say angelina looks the most unrecognizable like yeah and she looks good both ways she looked good before and after but just different is all just different even like her face shape i feel like has changed okay okay let's get into our first impressions i've got my ron ron juice i'm so jealous i should have i'm gonna make ron ron juice next time you can get one when we take a break Right. Because I totally have all the ingredients. So the first person we meet is Polly. Um, again, he looks exactly the same. He has a tanning bed in his room. That's dedication. Does. That is. And that made me question, like, how much money did you have going into the show? Because those got to be at least like a thousand dollars minimum, right? That's what I think is unique about Polly. He went in with a successful DJ career. Like he already had True. some close to show. I don't know if that's show business, but like he has entertainment experience, whereas the rest of them just felt like a bunch of kids. That's true. I do feel like he also in his little package branded himself as like the girlfriend stealer and proud of it. Like, don't let me around your girl without you there because she might not be coming home to you. And his intro is unique too because let me play it for you. Hold on. He doesn't say anything. It's his like robot drop. I mean, he's maybe he's just trying to brand himself early on. It's clearly worked for him. It is because I think he's the, the wealthiest. Can I tell you something? What? I've seen him DJ. Is he, is he like good? 
actually, yes. So I, I don't know why I didn't talk about this in our intro episode, but my one friend's 21st birthday, we went to Atlantic City and we just, I think, booked Caesars or something, Harrah's. I honestly forget. And we just like looked like, oh, what's happening that there? And it was it was DJ Pauly D. He wasn't a bad DJ. The, the club was absolutely lit. Absolutely. Well, that's good to hear because I hate when people like get super successful off reality TV, but they're crap. So it's good that he actually has talent to back up all his success. He does. And that was probably like 2017, maybe. Do you know what's so random? Speaking of his DJing in like 2012, I think he opened up for Britney Spears. Wow. Like it was Britney Spears' opening act. And he he just like stood on stage and and DJed. Yeah, that's a concert venue. I don't know how you kind of like watch DJs. Like I feel like that's you go to a club for a DJ because you want to dance to it. Right. And it's like, and this is Britney. So she does like big, like twenty, thirty thousand dollar uh seat arenas. So imagine and, just and a performance. And then you're gonna watch Polly D be like, burr, 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 burr. and you know they just kind of <laughs> make some noise. Like it's yeah, very like right? it's weird to just watch. Fascinating. Uh but anyways, next up is my favorite and everyone's favorite, Miss uh, Nicole Snooky Pelosi. I wonder if she knew how iconic because she really, I feel like, carried the show. And you don't get the sense that she had any idea from that, from this first episode. But I think her whole intro was really centered around the fact that she wants to marry a juice head. She loves Guidos. And you know what? Girlfriend made it happen. So I kind of love that they're like where they should be in life. I don't know. Me too. Looking back, she literally did exactly what she said she wanted to do. She said, I want to go. I want to party, but I want to end up meeting my man. And she did exactly that. Manifestation. Yes. And I agree with what you said about her not going in, expecting to be a superstar. She, I think this is why she's a fan favorite. She really went in like just wanting to party and have fun. I think that's all she wanted to do. You can't say she wasn't authentic. No, I have a little, hold on. I have a little clip. Where is it? You're so prepared. I love it. I love Guido's. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. She loves juice heads. She wants her Guido man. Her Guido gorilla juice head. Will she find it this season at the Jersey Shore? One other thing before we move on to the next person that I wanted to address really quick is the camera quality. <laughs> Is it just mm. because it's like on Hulu? That's where I watched it on Hulu. Is it like a, or was it, was it always that bad? No, and it was definitely that bad. We just didn't know it was that bad. And a lot of the show, um, especially in the early seasons, they cut to wall mounted, like webcam kind of cameras a lot. And they're like dark and grainy, but I Surveillance. Feel like adds, it almost adds to it. It was kind of, I feel like a real world esque aesthetic where it was kind of like the ongoing cameras so I it was I think that was like the era of TV and I like it though because if you look at modern shows even like the modern Jersey Shore it's very like it's so HD that it like it takes me it reminds me I'm watching a TV show yeah yeah the, <laughs> don't put it side by side of like new quality and old quality I don't know about that um but the next person we meet is Mike the situation what do you think of him You know, what's funny is I think I'm going to enjoy watching him now way more than I did the first time, because knowing where he is now is like, wow, he gives me hope people can change. He's still got some things that I feel like will never change. Like his Mm -hmm. love for food goes already in on the first episode, but 
He's always been obsessed with himself. And that I think was the theme of his package. No pun intended. Ah! There was this, he was very, very, very cocky. And that yes. really was his character the whole, like nowadays his character is kind of different. Yeah. His whole persona in the early days of the show was that like, he was absolutely full of himself. But do you think it was like legit real? Or do you think he was like overcompensating? I do think that's really the complex that was going on in his head, especially because I feel like it really took him getting to like bad places to change. Right. And I don't think he could have gotten to those bad places without that being like genuine narcissism. And I think in retrospect, at the time, I might have just been like, oh, he's, he's just cocky. But now in retrospect, knowing what we know about him, I look back and it's kind of almost not sad, but it's very like, I think he was projecting the persona he wanted to have, but I don't think that was the truth of how he felt about himself. You're like, oh, are you going through something, man? Like, I don't know. I, I love him now. Like, I'm a real big fan of Me him too. and Lawrence. Love Lawrence. And I'm excited to see his journey because I know I, I don't, it's not going to be, it's going to be a rough one, but cocky is, is a good word. And with that being said, I do want to remind you that he did say this. What can you possibly say to somebody that looks like Rambo pretty much with his shirt off? <laughs> is that a, is that a flex? I don't, is Rambo like hot? Listen, even in my, I thought I was straight days. I don't know that Rambo was going to be on my list of celebrity crushes, but okay, Mike. Okay. I, I think he's just going by muscles. You know, I dated a kind of a Guido named Mike in high school. You had your own Guido Gorilla Juice head? Kind of. He was broad, like stocky, so fucking Italian. And yeah, he was like, I mean, he wasn't like, he was like juice head adjacent. Okay. Not from Jersey, not from Jersey. But like, I mean, he was Italian as hell. I'll say that's for sure. Good guy though. Was he, was he hot? Was he good looking? At the time, I was very, very attracted to him. I don't know what he looks like today because like in my head, he's like 18, you know, like I'm that sure he's changed. That reminds me of something I wanted to talk about because at the time they were branded as being really sexy, hot guys that like people had crushes, the Jersey Shore cast. But in retrospect, I don't know that I'm attracted to most of them. I think Vinny was cute, but like the other three are not, they're not for me. Oh, see, we have different types because if I was going to put my ex who he looked the most like, it was Ronnie, who I also found the most attractive, not personality wise, but just looks wise. Ronnie would have been the guy I was bringing into this mushroom for sure. All right, let's backtrack. Who's the next one introduced? The next one introduced is Sammy Sweetheart, the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. She's definitely the hyper femme, you know, like girly. She describes herself as a guida. That's her vibe for sure. I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. Now, something that's interesting about her is that one of the first things she says in the entire show mm -hmm. is that she does not want to meet somebody. She's going to hook up and have a good time, but not settle down. That um, is ironic. We love some dramatic irony. They absolutely left that in for foreshadow. You think? Like, I, I, oh, girl, you think so? That's it. cute. And listen how sure she is. I'm not looking for Mr. Right. I am looking to break a lot of hearts and to get with a lot of good, hot, sexy Beatles. I can tell her one thing. I'm not sure that she met Mr. Right. So. And some hearts were broken. I don't know oh, if she yes. broke them, but 
Some a lot, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things were broken. We'll get into that as the series progresses, but Amazing. I do have to say that's one of those things where it's like, that's a bygone era because they would not show those Ron and Sam fights today. Mm-mm, it's going to get uncomfortable. Because the get show, cringe. Like, people would call for the whole show to be canceled if they put that on TV today. I mean, Ron has been problematic for sure. Um, there's been headlines. And so we will go on record right now saying violence is absolutely not condoned here. No, and we will stay true to that, though a Jersey Shore is iconic and we love it and we will talk about it with reverence. We don't support all of the things that happen on the show. We know not all of it's going to age well, and we'll get to some of that. But who's up? Who's up next? Because I have more thoughts. Well, the next person is Vinny, the youngest. Also, one thing that has not changed about him, he is still a mama's boy. Hard. And I think he recently just moved back into his mom's house like. He did after the pandemic. Yeah, he had bought one of the plot lines on the newer show is that he had bought a house and then decided like in L.A. or something and decided he wanted to move home back in with his mom. So he's still the biggest mama boy. Yeah, you know, that ever was. And his whole thing is like he's the young one. He's the baby. Well, and I think that's part of his charm is that he was the young one and that he was a mama's boy because I think he was a fan favorite for a lot of people, a lot of uh the female audience particularly clung to him. And I yeah. think it is that, I think it's, he loves his mom. He's good to his family. Uh, and that's certainly what I like about him. He, he, he sticks out in that way. Yeah. My favorite mm-hmm. thing about his intro package is that he's talking absolute shit about traditional guidos. And he's literally, he's literally describing Polly. His, his future best friend and bromance. And it's so funny because I, and I have a clip, he's sitting there trashing the, the old school Guido lifestyle. And then they cut to Polly doing exactly what he's describing. I need to hear it. Guys with the blowouts and the fake tans and that guy wear lip gloss and makeup. Those aren't Guido's. And they literally. Oh my God. The read. He just read him to film. And the shady editors cut to him, Polly in the mirror, <laughs> spiking up his hair. They probably wanted them to fight so bad. And then instead they fell in love, in bro love. It is ironic that he went in judging those types of people and that became his best friend. He is arguably the least stereotypical, quote unquote, Guido, you know. And I think that's part of because he was younger. I think a lot yes. of what we think of as a Guido is, is a little older than the show. Like, mm-hmm. and, and Vinny mm-hmm. kind of made that clear that this is kind of old school Guidos. And so he was the new, True. the younger. Um, so the next person we meet is Miss Wow. I live for this bitch. She's everything I wanted to be. I wanted to have sex with guys and rip their heads off. I feel like she comes off as like, I'm your crazy ex-girlfriend and you can't get away from me. Aggressive. I love her. I love right, her. Sex with a guy. I will rip their heads off. I love her brutal honesty, but in the same way that um, Mike felt like he was putting on an air, like a person, like a, like a persona, I feel Jenny was doing that a little bit too. Like she is, I do believe that she is that kind of person, but I do feel like she was definitely putting it forward to make a point. I think she still acts tough. Like she's definitely one of those girls who acts tough as shit and is, but is also a softie at heart. Yeah. And she also kind of prides herself on being the one who's not from Jersey, doesn't go to the Jersey Mm. Shore. She's like New York. So her vibe is a little different. That's true. I'm into it though. 
Me too. So the next person we meet is Ronnie. Ronnie is very into his image, which I didn't remember that about him, but he's really into making sure he has like freshest shoes, freshest mm -hmm. this. I don't know. That kind of surprised me. I also feel like he was really confident. Yeah, very confident. And it felt real. Like I, I it, yeah. it felt like he very much did see himself in a good light. I feel like he did come off as genuine, but kind of like lacking substance. Is that like yeah. mean to say? I mean, it is a little mean to say, but it's true. It's valid. <laughs> there was a lot of red flags, I think, from the very beginning. <laughs> from uh -huh. like the first moment he was on camera. Um, and ironically, like Sam, he also went in saying, My only rule, never fall in love at the Jersey Shore. Iconic quote. Iconic and so wrong. That, and these editors are shady making these packages knowing what happens with them they absolutely went back and was like yo 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 you gotta get that line he said you remember that one cut it print it signed so sealed delivered so you said of the guys you find ron to be the most attractive i i do even though i'm so gay now <laughs> if i was gonna fuck one of the guys i would i personality Polly, body ronnie especially in this era because a lot of them are like skinny and like i like a meaty man <laughs> i yeah i think ronnie looked the most real uh mike at that time he looked like cgi like he didn't right he looked like I, I forget people can look like that i mean hey it was a situation it was a situation the very last person we meet is the infamous angelina angelina clearly thinks she's the shit but she's like, and I say this with love, like early 2000s trashy. The one thing that's interesting, and this is another one where you find out a lot about her the moment the show starts. She's the only one who has a soundbite in the intro that's like negative. The rest of them are like, yeah, party, Jersey Shore. And hers is... It gives you an idea of what's to come with her. But it is iconic. So I, whatever. She made her mark. Enough of a mark that we named our podcast after her or after her Exactly. Quote. And this quote will come up in the first episode. I think before we get into everything that happened, we should take a little break and then dive right in. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay. Can't get enough of um, hello? Never. Well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at umhellopod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash umhello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky post. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Welcome back. We're back. Um, so now we've met everybody. We've seen all of their home life and their packages. One of my favorite parts, it just really brought me back to the era before smartphones. When if you wanted to go somewhere, you had to go onto your computer. First, you had to your And then you had to go onto MapQuest, Google, and print out your directions so these bitches are in the car with their printed math quest i live i fucking live i really this is another place where i really relate to snooki because <laughs> she's lost her car's breaking down she has no Wah. idea <laughs> and i relate because as a gay person i'm a horrible driver <laughs> heard that <laughs> 
listen us queers don't know how to drive we're busy we have other things on our we, mind whatever we have, yeah yeah we exactly and 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 snooki's not queer but i can relate to her in that she can't drive her shit <laughs> i think it's interesting too how they all their first impressions of each other like you can tell like a lot of the guys immediately are kind of like bro 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 mm. and then they see the girls and it's just like object let's right. get a girl in our room like oh god the culture i hope has shifted <laughs> well this whole show but specifically moments like this where they're meeting each other really it's like a study on the on the human condition yes. like if if aliens came to earth and asked like to teach the, us about humanity i would show them the first season of jersey shore and be like just that watch. is amazing <laughs> <laughs> It's like a character study. I mean, they are the like they have this magnetic thing where like I think they're all really drawn to each other, all for different reasons. And not all of it's even sexual. Like you can tell a lot of the guys like really feel a kinship right away. And I wonder is like, is it because they all are like Guidos? Is it because they're all from the same area? It is right. an interesting character study. Um, and then another thing I wanted to point out. As they're walking into the house, one thing that I noticed was that compared to other shows of this nature, like Real World, Bad Girls Club, these kind of like put strangers together in a house shows, it looked and it felt very different. And a big part of that was the house. I think the house became a character. And yes. a lot of times on these shows, they walk into big penthouses or mansions and they look like TV since everything's colorful. And it's like, it's very unreal they walk into this house and it's small and kind of dingy and looks like it kind of smells funny and the furniture's old. And, and that's just very true to what Jersey Shore, like the houses you'd rent out. I mean, they it's just trust me, there's nice ones for sure. But if you're with your friends and you're in your 20s and you're renting a house, it's it's going to be like that where there's a living room and then there's like a hallway with all these small little bedrooms. And that's essentially what we see. It's all the woodworking. It is it's outdated, but iconic it's iconic and i love it and i feel like the, the the house became such a character on the show and i really it i feel like it almost affected their relationships with each other the atmosphere they were really tight in tight quarters close together mm -hmm. and it it, it it i think it added to the familial element of the show yeah especially when they all have to do like dinners together and you can see like mike is just as obsessed with food as ever he's always in the kitchen cooking i kind of love that it does feel very like italian i mean we my family still does sunday dinners i'm not there because i live on the other side of the country as them but they do it at, you know the pasta dinners so mm -hmm. it is it, it's authentic italian italians are we're an interesting breed are you italian i am not I'm hard Italian, East Coast Italian too. So I, I do want to like kind of talk just like a smidge about the fashion. And I am going to be bringing up fashion every single episode because I live for the chaos that was early 2000s fashion. It was bad. And the men's clothing hasn't changed much. It's a lot of t-shirt, jeans, sneakers. Mm. Some of the fits have changed, but it's pretty minimal. This was for women that I like to call the corporate club era. <laughs> where they are wearing things to the club where today we look at them and they're like, are you doing secretary realness? Is this like this casual? what's going on? And it likes ballet flats, blazers, like nice blouses. And I'm like, why is corporate chic the thing? <laughs> I remember that. That was very, that's very like millennial. This was, well, so the, this first episode premiered in, uh, on, December 3rd, 2009, episode one called A New Family. 
And uh, this was this that was the look business casual. Angelina really goes, I think, the most hard. And it it cracks me up that she's wearing her like like I said, corporate club look, but walks in with fucking trash bags. Okay, I'm so glad you just brought that up because <laughs> why did she do that? Uh, do you think? I'm trying to think, do you think that was like a strategic move to like paint up, like she was trying to create a character or do you think she just really did not give a fuck how it looked? Like she just didn't care. I don't know. If it was someone <laughs> else, I would say that's probably just really how they are. But Angelina, I feel like could be a little bit more calculated than others. Well, that's why I'm asked, like, I, that's why I want, do you think it was a choice to like, oh, I'm going to be this like trashy sheet character? Like, is she that smart? I, I don't know. We don't I know don't enough about know. her because she- was only in a few episodes. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I think too, like Snooki comes in hot. And if you just watched the first couple episodes, you'd Hello, think party's here. <laughs> you'd think Snooki was gonna be the one to go home. And and we'll 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 get into how that plays out, but it's kind of shocking that it was like Angelina because Snooki came in so hot, didn't make the best first impression but she was the first one to discover the duck phone oh and if you're watching the video feed gina aka g wow was sitting in front of the <laughs> duck phone which it fully changed over the course of seasons just to 100 it's a different phone and that kind of bothers me because i am like uh i like things to stay the same but it's fine it's fine it's um, fine but speaking of snooki coming in hot it's funny that she comes in and everyone immediately just gives her dirty looks. JWoww gives her the nastiest look. Like, girl, that's about to be your bestie. You don't even know. Um, I, I, I heard later, Snooki had mentioned later that she was really, really nervous. So she got drunk before she went in. She was like, yeah, I didn't tell the producers, but I was, I was drunk already. No. And so she walked into the house already on a buzz. And I think that is part and of like- And then she just starts doing shots. She walked in already partying and they walked in like, they're just meeting each other. And she was like, no, but let's party now. And they, they definitely are kind of like, whoa, we're going to have to live with this girl all summer. I mean, they're all trying to party and stuff, but she's like past that point. She's trying to like kiss everybody in the hot tub, including Wow, And then she ends up kind of passing out and they go walk the boardwalk <laughs> without her. Which is kind of sad. And I have to say, I feel like the show painted her to be like drama or like very immature, mm -hmm. which on some level she was, she was young. She was like, what, 21 or 22. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like the cast was being a little mean. Yeah. And they were, they were being, they were being judgmental for sure. But this was a time when that's really what women did to each other. They were, and, and we'll see that. I mean, there's a lot of fat shaming, slut shaming. I mean, a lot of this doesn't age well, but this wasn't a time where it's like, oh, I got to look out for this girl. It was very like girls pitted against each other for sure. Well, even in the guys too, the guys were very like, who is this chick? Like they just abandoned her. They're being yeah. like laughing at her. Like, yeah. Now remember that they are, they're like abandoning her with producers. Like she's not there right. literally alone, but. I, I will say, though, when they're on the boardwalk without her, we get the rolled sweatpants. Now, I think this was just an East Coast thing, but this was this was a this was a look that I used to rock where you would have these big baggy sweatpants, but you would roll them, wear them like low rise with a cami. Was it cute? No. Did we think we were? Yes. That's definitely an East Coast thing because I don't think I ever saw that. 
What oh, I, I know. I know this was East Coast. <laughs> there no California girls were wearing these. That, that was definitely an East Coast thing. And you see Sammy rocking this, holding hands with Mike the situation. <gasps> Did you remember before we watched this that they were the first like coupled off? vaguely but I forgot like how it went down like it was immediately like they're setting these two up to be the fling of this yeah season. absolutely um and the other thing we are introduced to in that moment is the legendary duck phone which we talked about a second ago yes because <laughs> Jay Wow has not told the house that she's a boyfriend yet and he's calling and Snooki can't figure the fuck how to put him on hold another red flag though is why yeah. was he being so aggressive to her on the phone to yeah, I don't know. I'm like, sure. are you gonna hang up on me again? Like, Let's be real. Do you really think that Jay Wow at this point in time was dating like quality men? Do you think that Jay Wow at any point in, in time has ever dated quality men? Uh, because I've heard a thing or two about Roger, but that's <laughs> we can their talk divorce, about that. their divorce, their divorce for a reason. <laughs> um, oh, and I did want to say really quick one thing that surprised me is how Vinny was behaving because yeah. I know him as being so lovable and charming, which he kind of was on the first episode, but he also came off a little stuck up and a kinda little douchey, kind of douchey and very judgy. Yeah. I have this clip and this, it doesn't sound like the Vinny I know. So you're out of the car, all I see is big fake boobs, black hair with blonde streaks. You can tell she's a little bit high maintenance. So I moved the bags into the bed that's isolated because I knew I wouldn't sleep in the room with her. Vinny! I mean, he's definitely judgmental, but I don't know why, like, they want to, I don't, their intentions weren't like, oh, let's like mix and mingle. Like they wanted to get girls in their room so that they could like potentially smash. Mm. And I just feel like he was like, let me see if she's hot. He saw Wow got scared and was like, oh, I got to move the bags. It's just like, yeah, it doesn't, his attitude gets better. <laughs> no, that's another thing. It's so interesting to watch the show, knowing them like over 10 years later um, yeah. and, and, and having seen them grow. Because it's another thing where I think him being kind of bitchy is a projection because he was the young one he was the yeah. small one i think he had again had to put on a persona and it's so interesting to kind of see now that we see have seen behind the mask it seems so uh it seems so obvious that they're all kind of acting as characters a little bit yeah but at the time it felt very real i think it's really like hyped up and and they're really trying to brand everybody mm -hmm. and then brand the show overall. I mean, even the fucking flag with the jersey, with the Italian flag and then the jersey outline on the garage door. I mean, they're like hitting this hard. It was heavy handed branding. Heavy. But I mean, it worked out. It did. I do think it's interesting, though, like you said, that it's not the Vinny, you know, because how does Ronnie come off as the level-headed one he says so many things that like make a lot of sense like okay so plot point obviously we talked about uh sammy and situation holding hands on the boardwalk but then later they're showing like the guys bringing these girls into the hot tub and when they all when the whole fight breaks out and everything which we'll get more into this ronnie is the one who makes the most sense and I can't think of any other drama situation in which I'm saying, you know what? You should all listen to Ronnie. He is the level-headed one. He's logical right now. What? But you know what? I do think he is. I think he is a smart guy. I think he's 
fucked up and he's got a lot going on anger issues out the ass he's got anger issues he's toxic he can be violent and abusive but he is a smart guy and sometimes he uses that smartness i think for for evil because with sam he becomes very strategic about the way he hurts her he's not just accidentally hurting her he's purpose true and so i think he is a smart guy whether he's using it for evil or (laughs) yeah well so the very last person that we meet is danny the owner of the house yes store store he's an important character in these early seasons he becomes less important Mm -hmm. but he's the reason that they're there he's the reason they're in that house and like if people go down to the shore for the summer they gotta work well, this is another thing. It angers the show in reality. It makes it feel less like a TV show because these they're taking eight hour, like three to nine. They're working mm-hmm. real shifts. And right. from what I've read online, they actually worked those hours. They were really yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of that too, though, plays into the plot because it's one of the only ways that it kind of separates certain people together. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, you know, Snooki and Vinny, they don't have a lot of conversations one-on-one, but if they're working a shift together, you're going to have them conversing. And so it gives more opportunity for interactions to be authentic and not like forced in the house, but give a variety of like who's talking to who and who's interacting. You know what I mean? Right. And I do, I understand why they didn't, but I do wish they would have continued throughout the series the strictness of it all because yeah. in the first season it really was if you stop working you gotta go in later seasons they could just drink and do whatever it doesn't really matter because they're all super famous <laughs> right well like we did get the first the first kind of big iconic line which is um hello and i think we need to get into why that fight happened where that fight happened but do you want to take a little break first yes, i think we should okay Hey everybody, do you want to hear more queer voices or maybe just more of Gina? Well, I'm Cheyenne from Hot Nastian. And I'm Seb, and we're Gina's co-host from her other podcast, Sapphic Survival Guide. Each week we cover a new topic in the queer universe and answer all the questions that you want to know. Yeah, so after you're done listening to this episode, of course, pop on over to Sapphic Survival Guide wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, let's get into the drops. I'm excited because this is the first real drama of the the entire show. And when you have, at this point, it's like hyper hetero, men and women in the same house, hormones, tension, whatever. And then you bring in like outside people into the mix. The producers must have just been like creaming their pants watching this happening. They were like, we got a hit. We've got a hit. I really wonder if after the first show, or like even like the first 24 hours they were in the house, if the producers looked at each other and were like, we've struck fucking gold. They must have, because during just their entrances, it was immediately clear that it was going to be a hit. I mean, I could watch their entrances over and over and over, and it's like five minutes. It it almost feels scripted in that they're too perfect together. Like the characters balance each other out perfectly. So we talked about how like the kind of the beginning of the drama is when they're walking down on the boardwalk and Mike and Sammy start whatever they have, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they, do you remember where, they, where do they find these girls? Um, I, I think they're just on, they're just yelling over the edge. They're just like on the deck and they're yelling at people on the boardwalk. That deck is kind of nice though. It's actually not, a, I, I believe from my insider tea that I've Googled, uh-huh. um, I don't think it was a real deck. I think they just built it for the show to have some extra space, but it's just on the roof of the shore store. Oh, wait, or but like, they have to, but they're in the house when they go up there, right? So it's like, you, you leave the house, 
and then there's a small outside area uh-huh. and then there's a set of stairs that go up to the famous deck okay. and that deck is just they built it on a roof I don't think it was a deck because like if you book the house now it's not there anymore wow that is some insider tea I think <laughs> that's what I got from Google would you have gone like if somebody's on some rooftop yelling at you just like come up are you going I don't know because in a sense you think yeah because you're out partying you're there to hook up you're there to have a good time maybe but if I just saw a bunch of random people with cameras on them I don't know that I would I think I would be nervous about all the cameras and stuff Uh, the second though that they said MTV does that change things for you? I don't know because the show wasn't famous. I mean, but I MTV guess. was, that's, but MTV yeah. was. If even today, because that's how a lot of the MTV shows got started. They'd be like, we're filming an MTV show. And they didn't really say what it was. Like, that's how Catfish got started. That's how like yeah. when they did like X on the beach, all these things, like they just said, it's an MTV show. MTV had the credit. So I'm not gonna lie. They said MTV, I'd be going the fuck up. Would you have Clout chasing? Hell yeah. I probably would have too. I'm playing coy, but I would have too. <laughs> would you have taken your underwear off in the hot tub? Oh my gosh. Amazing question. Probably not. But what's so funny is the girls are so annoyed and they're like, ew, I would never walk like in that hot tub ever again. I'm never touching that water. But like, even with a bathing suit on, do you think that genitals aren't touching right. the water? Like a layer of fabric is going to stop all your your ass and genital juice from getting in the water. Like, let me ask you guys a question. When you get out of the hot tub, is your pussy dry? Because mine's <laughs> not. That's literally the logistics of sitting in water. And it's such a funny scene because Angelina and Sam just go sit like watching with their arms And crossed. Ronnie <laughs> calls them out for being stalking creeper bitches. And he is right. I have to agree. I do get that there's a line, but like, they're just in the hot tub having a good time. There was no need to crash the party. And it's a lot of, a lot of slut shaming too mm-hmm. here. I, at the hot tub makeouts also, like, I don't think that people were aware that like, there's a way to make out and then there's a way to make out on TV and they are not the same. And the lip biting, so cringe. Oh, it's hard. It was hard to watch. It's great, especially as a queer person to watch. And you mentioned a little bit ago that the show is hyper heterosexual. Hyper hetero. It is hyper hetero. And it's funny that people like you and I are super fans. I live for it. I we're so gay. But I wouldn't survive a second in that house. It is so hyper heterosexual. And it's funny that a bunch of queers like us are obsessed with that show. Like, yes. So they, the girls, uh, the cast member girls kick mm-hmm the randoms out of the house then they're just like buy whores <laughs> and shut the door well they're ca- calling them whores for just entering the house <laughs> well they did take their underwear off in the jacuzzi That's, they did okay you're right you're right but uh, it's this is the first glimpse into a long line of slut shaming that's gonna happen and this is the first glimpse into people on this show being treated as nothing more than bodies because mm-hmm. they just the guys just left them outside just let them out there Yeah, they just, and that's a a common thing where they just see groups of women and they're like, you're three girls, come on over here. And you're like, you don't even care. And it's desperate. And then we also, in this moment, get a bit of confusion when everybody's, or when the girls are yelling and Miss Nicole Snooky thinks that they're yelling about her for some reason. I love this because yeah, Angelina is screaming at the guys about like you shouldn't be bringing trashy girls in you should be bringing classy girls here and Snooki thinks she's talking about her and maybe she thinks like she's yelling at the producers or something 
but you can like see mm-hmm. on Sookie's face she's taking it so personally and it's like girl what planet are you it's on it's so sad because she's her soul her, like soul is crushed in that moment but Angelina was like don't slam the door bitch and Sookie was like that's definitely about me <laughs> I could see some of it if she thought they were talking to like producers, like don't bring trashy girls in mm. here. And I guess Snooki didn't know, but also like that was your alcohol brain girl. That that was your alcohol brain talking. So literally, as the rest of the cast is fighting and arguing, Snooki starts pecking. Do you ever do you ever drink and then you wake up the next day with the anxiety of like, oh my God, everybody hates me. Yes, often. we were watching that in real time here. Well, that's why I relate to Snooki so much. And I think a lot of people relate to her because a lot of us are that girl. I'm that girl that gets too drunk is embarrassing. People roll their eyes at me. And the next morning I'm like, sorry, it was annoying, guys. Sorry. I'm, I'm the one girl. who's like, you were so funny. Like, I don't know. I'm a hype girl. So Good. I'm usually like, you were fucking hilarious. What are you talking about? I live. See, I need friends like you because some people you wake up and they're like, hmm. Like, like, it's like, we're never going to hang out again. I love the messy. That's the beauty of this, of this show. But that's how it kind of leaves off is Snooki being like, everyone hates me. So I got to go. Why am I here? The very last beat, the rest of the cast kind of rushes in like, whoa, 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 wait. We didn't. And they actually jumped to her support, which I did appreciate. I I appreciate that they were like, hey, we, we were hard on you, but you're one of us, though. You have to stay. Well, she's hearing this fight. She has no idea what's happening. The girls bring her back to Earth. And that's what's kind of the transition into the next episode is like, is Snooki going to stay? Spoiler alert. Yes, she stays. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Should we close out the episode? Should we do our little theme? Yes. Where we get our namesake. And we're going to do a segment every show where I'm going to pick personally a quote from the show that I think Cookie and I, as Cookie and G-Wow, need to reenact. Not necessarily Snooki and, and J-Wow quotes, but every show has iconic quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick one interaction per episode, and we're going to give you some of our best acting. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I'm ready. Okay, here we okay. go. Okay. All right. Maybe bring some respectable girls with class into this house, not trash. So who are you to judge who's classy or not? Um, hello, are you fucking stupid? They're taking their underwear off in the fucking jacuzzi. Are you dumb? Hello, is that classy? No, shut up. No, there's a reason for me not to shut up because this is my fucking house too. Don't open your mouth then. I'll open my mouth when I want to open my mouth. Like seriously. End scene. (laughs) God, I'm a horrible actor. You know what it is? I'm just not good at playing men. Well, the thing is, is Angelina is pissed as shit. It's easy to channel that emotion. But Ronnie is like, I don't know, his emotion's harder to channel because he's pissed, but it's like subtle. That's the thing is Angelina has more like funny anger and Ronnie's more like scary anger. We'll have to switch. Next time I'll do one of the girls and it'll be I promise you the next time you can take whatever part you want. I am very happy to have played Angelina this episode. I will say one thing. My East Coast accent is definitely better than yours. <laughs> oh, well, girl, I grew up in, I grew up in California. <laughs> We're going to teach Cookie how to do a good Jersey East Coast accent by the end of season one, I promise. Well, with that being said, thank you so much for listening. Um, hello. <laughs> um, goodbye. <laughs> get crazy, get wild. Let's party, get loud. If you want to have fun and do something, if you want to have fun and do something. 
party. Get loud. If you wanna have fun and do something. If you wanna have fun and do something. Ooh.